Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad that you are with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. I may need, I may need some coffee today. This might be a day for that. You look like you need some coffee. I today. didn't get much sleep. Well, I didn't sleep well last night for some odd reason. I don't know what it was. I just woke up and that was that. Not, not, not pleasant. You're excited for another episode of Thunder and Lightning with me. That's what it was. Well, I have those every day. You think my body would be used to that? Yeah, you know, but the, as, the we go, rid of them. as we, as, as we go along, though, you're just like, man, it's so awesome being around Joel. I can't wait. <laughs> is that what it is? That's what it was. All right. Well then, that's well then. The people at Strange Brew must feel great because they know they're going to see you every day. <laughs> Pretty much. They're like, hey, it's not if, they, if that guy in the Braves cap doesn't come by, check on him. Send the cops. So put an APV. He's he's uh he's out. Yeah, I'm gonna find him. I think that's how you're. Is it APV? Yeah, yeah, you know, know there there are uh, several new uh, brewistas. Yeah, here here recently, and I don't know that they are as familiar with me. Did you treat as, them like Ari they, Gold? You're just like you're gonna know who I am. All yeah, right? I mean, I, I think they're starting to recognize you come here a lot. Yeah, uh, but you know, in, in the past. I, you, you'd pull up and you're the one, chief. One, you're one the of, chief brewpie. One of the girls or guys would be like, you know, or, or what, what, is it this, this, or this today? I mean, they, they all yeah, knew my routine. Knew yeah. So, but I, I think this group's getting to learn them. Too, well, we'll so. they'll figure it out. And you guys need to be more like Joel. You need to be supporting those local businesses, going by and seeing our good friends over at Strange Brew every day. Churn and Spoon Ice Cream as well. They're back up and running. So go by. You deserve a frozen treat. Go get yourself one. Uh, our g- good. What happened? <laughs> just. <laughs> Shrugging your shoulders over there. Hey, you don't like my reads? I, I just got a text from someone that everyone would know, but it's not a text. It was a sticker. Uh huh. And I don't think he meant to do it. Okay, then that happens. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll show it to you so you know what I'm talking about. Am I gonna laugh? It's okay. All right, that's random. Just a random don't sticker know, of an airplane. Know. I don't know what that's about. Uh, college corner. They'll stick you with some great, great deals, and that's the truth. They, they are still getting that great offer going of 30% off any gift card purchase. All you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift cards in the search bar there, and bam, it's a 30% off right then and there. And don't forget, they're also still offering 15% off of any baseball stuff. So if you want to get a brand-new MSU polo with the MS, M over S on it, you can save a lot of money. I, I, I said it last week. You and I have something that's supposed to be shipped to us. I was told it was going to arrive on Thursday. It has not arrived yet. Shipping is behind. The mail is behind. Guys, you need to do your Christmas shopping now. Jump ahead. Get ahead of that game. Do it right now at College Corner. Save yourself a lot of money. Save yourself a lot of headache. And take care of the Bulldog fans in your life. Advantage Business Systems knows that right now is not the time to be, uh, you know, 
messing about with your business. You need to be streamlined and running everything at a 100% efficiency. Why don't you give them a call and find out what 45 years of business experience in the Magnolia State can get you? What kind of answers they've got for you, what kind of solutions they have to make your business run as well as it possibly can. I can't stress this enough. Right now, every penny counts. So call Advantage Business Systems and get them on your side. 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. (laughs) I double wound up for that one. You did. All all of a sudden, it seems like your world's turned upside down. There's a smile on your face. Um, I'm, I'm in a good mood. My mood is good. I'm just a little tired. Coffee. Coffee is, is something that can help that. Yeah. And just, just take a tiny sips. Uh, all right. So the news is finally broken. We were waiting to record on this uh, for Robert Woodard. Uh, he is, in fact, going to stay in the NBA draft. Got to believe, Joel, that he has received some sort of assurance uh, from an NBA team that he is going to be a late first, high second round pick, that he will not uh, be st- sitting this one out. Uh, that's my belief anyway. I've seen mock drafts having him anywhere from the, you know, just outside some lottery picks, you know, in the top 20. Uh, the, the one I, I, the guy I tend to go to the most is Sam Vecini from the uh, Athletic. He had him going number 35 overall. That would be a second round pick. But, you know, picked is picked. In the NBA, contracts are guaranteed. So, you know, he, he I think he feels like he's pretty pretty good spot. And I've said this a few times, I think. I think between him and Reggie Perry, his game translates to today's NBA a hell of a lot better than Perry's does. Yeah, there's that. I agree with everything you just said. There, there's also this. Um, in the un- in these uncertain times. <laughs> I mean, again, I th- everybody thinks that there will be, but we don't know what or if there will be a college basketball season this coming year. Right. So there's uncertainty if you come back. And if you stay in the draft, I mean, you can do the combine whenever it is. They still Have they set that date? I don't even know. It's, it's, it's at the end of this month. Okay, so, so now he can do that. Um, you know, they, they've seen him in college. Uh, you know, if he comes back, if he had come back, he wouldn't do this year's combine. What if he comes out there as the alpha dog? And you and I have talked about this before. What if he had put on that maroon and white when Mississippi State as the alpha dog and, you know, teams game plan to stop him kind of thing. And, and maybe he had a, a down year and maybe his draft stock falls a little bit. I mean, anything you do is a risk. Right now, like you say, there's some mock drafts that have him going uh, right there at the brink of that end of first round, early second round type deal. I just, I, I think that when you look at the uncertainty that, that we're in, what is certain is now he can go to a combine and be in this year's draft, the here and now. That, that's pretty certain that, that, that those things can happen. And uh, if you wait, maybe you don't have a season and maybe your draft stock falls a little bit and maybe... These are all the things that I'm sure that he weighed that, that weighed into this decision. But, of course, he made it, and he's gone. And now Mississippi State has a roster that I think, if uh, I'm doing my math right, I think 10 guys on the roster are sophomores or under. Yeah, I was thinking about the starting lineup. And, and five true fresh, or five freshmen. Trying to put that together. And you could see a starting lineup. I don't know what Jalen Johnson's going to do. Uh, but I, Tolu Smith is a guy who's he's a sophomore, correct? I believe that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, Stewart's a redshirt sophomore. Molinar's a true sophomore. Javian Davis will be a sophomore. Javian Davis a... is a sophomore. Then you've got four true freshmen. Quentin Post is a sophomore. Abdul Adu is the only upperclassman you've got on the roster other than the grad transfer, Jalen Johnson, who, you know, while he may be a senior, 
it doesn't have the, the the he hasn't been with this program. Yeah. So I mean, it's fair to say this. It's fair to say that I don't think when Ben Hallen was hired that in year six we would be talking about having to totally rebuild the program and start almost start again from scratch. But that's where Mississippi State sort of is right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where you're at, and I mean that has to play into. Look, nobody's. <laughs> Nobody's getting fired or anything after this year anyway, given, you know, economic uncertainty and everything else. But uh, if it was a normal year, I don't think it would be totally fair to, you know, use this year as a barometer of Howland again. You know, do you agree with that? The fact that Howland – because, I mean, he's built good rosters, and just at this point in time, the way the the cards have fell with Woodard and Perry leaving and – you know, Nick Weatherspoon kind of doing what Nick Weatherspoon did, and mm. he's gone. I don't know that it'd be totally fair to to judge Ben Howland on this year either. I I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation they've found themselves in. Well, and you throw on top of that, does it really matter what Howland does this year? Well, that's what I'm is, saying. Is State gonna, you can't have. A, well, I mean, if, even if State was like, "This isn't working," are you going to pay out buyouts in a year like this? Yeah. No, no, you're not. So I mean. Ben Howland's going to be the head coach for the 2021-2022. That's so weird to say all those numbers, by the way. <laughs> those are real years that are going to happen in the near future. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's just – it hasn't really worked the way you thought it would when Ben Howland was – especially after his first recruiting class. He brought in yeah. all those four-star kids and five-star kids, and you thought – well, sorry, I guess they were all four-stars. But you thought, okay, this is about to take off. And it, it just it just really hasn't, you know. And, and there is the uh, – the, the sort of the uh, that that's the Devon Smith this year was the first time in a while he's gotten a, a big time recruit that wasn't a legacy. Yeah, you know. So and Ben Howland's done a lot of good. I mean, three straight twenty one years. Yeah, and, you know he's on the bubble this year. Had a chance to get in. I think. Yeah. I think had if if everything hadn't happened, they had gone to the SEC tournament. I think getting that win <coughs> over another win over Florida had they been able to do that probably would have gotten them into the tournament. But it is sort of is what it is and. You're going to look at a young team next year. Now, I think they've got some talent. Yeah, I like Stewart. I like Molinar. I'm interested to see Smith, uh, both of them. You know, I guess I'm interested. Tolu Smith and Devon Smith. I don't know how to pronounce it. Devon. I say it like every day differently. I say yeah. Devon Devion. I don't know. You've probably gotten it right at some point. There's that's there's a there's a good chance of that. Probability is high. But I mean, there's just nobody you can rely on. You know, who is right now down to. Five seconds to go. Who's the play drawn up for? I, mean, I guess it's DJ Stewart, but you know, doing my article today, I didn't realize you know, State's got to replace its top four leading scorers. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a big ask of anyone. Yeah, no, no one coming back average double figures. That's a big ask of anyone, unless you are a Kentucky and you're bringing in a recruiting class with four top fifty kids who are you know at least two of them are going to be one and done guys. If State doesn't have that, Mm-mm. so. It's so much uncertainty, and I know that we've talked about this in shows in the past, but the only guy on that roster that you look at and you feel like, I know what I'm fixing to get out of that guy, is Abdullah Du. That's it. Right. And I'm not getting not a getting whole ton off, from him. You know, Offensively, I'm, you're not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Abdullah Du is going to come out in his final year at Mississippi State and finally become a, a dominant scorer on the low block and be a guy who averages 15 to 16 points per game. Oh, if he did, he's Reggie Perry almost kind of well, I mean, like it, with, it, as far it, as double-double. And, yeah, he, well, he's a, more of a true center, too. So he would be – I mean, not only would he be Reggie Perry, he'd be a, a more attractive NBA draft guy. Too. Yeah. 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Perry is sort of the interesting guy in this in that I think if he had really thought it through, he might have not gotten an agent and, and he might be coming back today. Fair? I, I think we've had this conversation before too. We have. And it just goes back to sometimes in life you're just mentally done. Yeah. No, you're, and you're maybe right. he was just done with school. That's possible. Probably. And, and if that's probable. Uh, and, and if that's the case, then I'm sure he's he's perfectly content with his decision. But, yeah. But from a just doesn't appear like he's going to get drafted though. from just a bird's eye view outside yeah. looking in, maybe. But yeah, without knowing individually, this you know what's going on in his head. It's crazy in that, and I, this is sort of true in the NFL. But by and large, the best players in the in the college football are the are the guys who get drafted high in the in the NFL. But the, you know, Reggie Perry is one of the top players in college basketball last year. He's the SEC Player of the Year. No. He's going to go undrafted. And, and Robert Order, meanwhile, was not as good as no. Perry this past season. No. But will go, it yeah. looks like higher. Well, I'll, I'll just, just projects better. Yeah. You know, and guys get, you get some projection, especially at quarterback in the NFL. But by and large, the linemen, the receivers are guys that they've produced. You know, the NBA draft, is, there's sometimes it's not as much about production. NBA draft is a little more MLB draft like in that. Yeah, the tools—they look for the tools, kind right, of deal. Like, right. like Jake Mangum, one of the best college baseball players ever, but not very toolsy. But yeah, I mean, it, just a good contact hitter, it, a little bit. Power, got speed, doesn't got have a good power, glove, doesn't but, have you know. Yeah. It's just tough. It's tougher to project, right? Um. So anyway, or yeah. somebody like Hunter Renfro, who had you know a good career at Mississippi State, but not a great one. But he had the tools. Yeah, that's why he's a first-round pick. So we'll see what happens, with Robert Woodard. We certainly wish him the best. Always a good guy. Very, uh, very. Devout Christian, uh, always thanked God before. Anytime you, that, that was the Robert Woodard tradition, if, when he would start a press conference, you, you Robert tonight, you, you played pretty well. Looked like you, you had some things going for you. What was working for you out there? First, I would like to thank God every time. So you know, obviously, good family, you know, MSU family. So we'll wish him the best. And uh, you got something to add? Oh, it's a good person, you know, good entity to think, because uh, without him, you and I would not be doing this show either. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, him doing that. That said, though, I know you're a man of God. Please do not start our podcast. Don't start. Don't pick up that tradition, okay? I mean, I'm just saying, it, just don't. Please don't do it. Okay. I know. I know that you. I know that you are. I know. We don't. We don't have to. We don't have to. All right. We're going to sort of transition from basketball into athletics as a whole. So let's move on into that. We talked about our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I want to remind you yet again that if you're in the Hattiesburg area, you want to stop by Cotton Blues, one of the best restaurants in town. They'll be serving the best steaks you can get. Welcome Home Beef will be on the menu at Cotton Blues. And, of course, it's on the shelf in Collinsville at the Piggly Wiggly there, going worldwide with Welcome Home Beef. That's what I like to see. And, of course, they ship worldwide. Anywhere you, you are, you can get some of these great locally sourced grain-fed steaks delivered to your door. I think I think with the uh, this weekend, with the, I might just get a steak. Can't go wrong. Does that, that make sense? Yeah. You know, just me. Just cook myself a steak. You know what the best part about that for me is? Don't take long. Ten seconds, ten seconds. All right, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Just, it's, it's, I want, when I cut into it, I want to hear a, just a tiny moo. Just a tiny little move when I cut into it. So. <laughs> of course, steaks, burgers, briskets, beef ribs, whatever it is on the menu at your house, Welcome Home Beef can help you out. And, of course, they've got all sorts of specialty products there. So just give them a call and place your order at 662-418-2021 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and find out how they can get you taken care of. Whatever you pick on that menu, one thing is for certain. It just tastes good. All right. 
So now we know everything we're going to know about these teams, football, basketball, men's, men's and women's, and baseball. Let's try to get an idea of where they're going to be when we're looking back in, in summer of, of 2021. What are we talking about? Let's start with football. Obviously, we don't know. This is the only thing we don't know about this is the schedule. I mean, right now they're, we know. I know eight of their games. The other two games I don't know. If they end up with Georgia and Florida, they're probably going four and six. Leach versus Mullen. That'd be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he throws the ball all over the place. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. I'd like to see Leach versus Todd Grantham. Talk about it. You know, you better better get there on the blitz. Yeah. Better get there. Um, you know, if they get Vandy in South Carolina, they're going six. They might go six and four, seven and three. You know, and the reason I say the, the difference there is, you know, you get the extra win, you get a little extra confidence. Maybe that's enough to carry you against an A and M or an Auburn, something like that. Whereas if you get beat down by Georgia and Florida, maybe you don't have that there. That little that little extra juice. But what is this team going to be? You know, let's go with my my theory. I think they're going to get one weak team and one strong. So if they get Florida and South Carolina, is that a five and five team? What what are they? Well, let's play it out. Uh, I would have had them four and four on the conference games they have. Yeah, I had them going. I, my thought process is they were probably going to go eight and four, maybe seven and five, where they just dropped when they shouldn't. But I liked them in all the non-conference games, so I definitely would like them to beat South Carolina. Uh, and if they play Florida, I would imagine that's on the road, right? Because Florida was just here two years ago. That's probably, that's probably the way they would set that up. I mean, we don't know that. Yeah, no idea. And they could just pick it out of a hat. But that's a tough ask. Florida's a good, good football team. Uh, I don't know enough about their secondary. You know, when we did our interview with uh, Bob Redman a few weeks back, we weren't focused on that as, an, as a game Mississippi State was going to play. We just wanted to know about them in general. But, I mean, honestly, a 5-5 five and five year with that schedule would be, would be acceptable. You would have lost to what? Auburn, let's say you lose to Auburn, A&M, Alabama, LSU, and Florida. You're okay with that. I mean, that's five really good – that's five teams that would probably be ranked in the top 20. Yeah. Yeah, and and it would – a little bit would go towards how you looked in those games. Um, because, remember, so many of the knocks against Moorhead wasn't so much – some of the games that he lost, right. but how he lost them. Well, that's what we talked about last year. We said, "Yeah, it's not it's not his record next year. It's just how do you look in these games?" Yeah. So I mean, if, you know, as long as you're somewhat competitive, you throw a few punches in those games, you end up five and five, and those are the five you lost. I think you go into 2021 thinking, "Man, we got something going here." Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I, it it is all going to be down to who they play, though. I mean, if you end up. I mean, Lord, if you end up with Vandy in Carolina, well, then you're talking about you seven. Yeah, you're talking about six, seven and three. You know, definitely six and four. You would think. Um, and I don't know how bowls are going to work if they're even going to exist. Well, as you say that, I, oh. I just got an ESPN alert. I, I haven't read it. Dun dun yet. dun 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 dun. Uh, see if I can find it now. Bowl organizations and conferences are contemplating adjusting the schedule and eligibility requirements. That probably That's translate. the headline. I can't tell you what You're the story is. You're going to see some four and six teams getting in. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the story to see if we can. They The thing that, that, that is, you know, you talked about maybe projecting from this year to next year. There have been discussions about minimizing the importance of a team's final record as a criteria for selection. <laughs> Everybody in the SEC is getting in. You're going to have 14 teams get in. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, so... What you what you were saying a second ago though about uh, projecting next year from this year, the thing that makes it difficult is 
You have the you have the quarterback this year. You don't know that you have the quarterback next year. That's the only thing. No, I mean you go into camp, and I mean yeah, uh, assuming everybody's still here, you're having a Will Rogers, Garrett Trader, Jalen Maiden battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Sawyer Robertson. And, and, and Sawyer Robertson. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. You, you just you go through a true QB competition. Is what happens. Yeah. And I don't know who has, who has the edge there. I would think probably Schrader, but Will Rogers is the leech guy. Yeah. I feel like we always overlook Jalen Maiden when yeah. we talk about this. Who played in this kind of offense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it, it'll be and, and of course Robertson is Robertson is the true leech guy. That's the guy you know he signed or he will sign. So. But I don't so, know yeah. if you play a true freshman when you have like Garrett Schrader will be his third year on campus. I don't think you stick. Robertson out. I mean, I guess yeah. he's the best guy you do, but I mean, I don't. Think, I don't that. think Mike Leach would have any problem starting a true freshman if he felt like he was the best guy. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think he, he, would, just, he would have. This isn't true freshman coming into a locker room where of three quarterbacks that Mike Leach recruited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he would have any hesitation doing it if he was the best guy. I'm just saying, it's tough for me to believe that he steps foot on campus and he's just immediately better than Schrader and Will Rogers, who would have been here practicing for at that point. You know, a year or more. Yeah, it'd just be tough to see that. But you never know. It'd be wide open. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying six and four. Without knowing who the other two are. Well, I mean, I think they're four and four, and then I think I th- unless it's Florida or Georgia, I think I think they would beat Tennessee. I think they could. Um, especially that game would pro- that game would in all likelihood have to be played here. You, you were just at Tennessee. But I think they can beat Tennessee, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So I got a, a 60% chance, right, of, a, of it being a yeah. win. I don't know if that math is right. but Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking. I, in my mind, you know, stay to lose to Bama. Yeah. Auburn. That game is not It's not. It's, it's not, not a lot, given, you know. but I'm just saying, like, if you had to pick it. Uh, LSU. A&M. A&M. And then I will say they will lose to either Kentucky or a really good East team. So, so play, I'll, I'll say five and five. Five and five. Okay. The day has finally come where I had a more uh, optimistic view than you. Who would have guessed? Well, I just more so than anything, I'm just concerned yeah. about Mississippi State defensively. No, I get, it. I get it. All right, men's basketball. I think you and I are both going to agree that it's going to be tough for this team to make the tournament. Um, I, I just. I don't see where they're getting offense from. Now, unless they are just nasty defensively. And I mean, a team that just grinds you to death. It's going to be tough for them to, to score. You know, I like Stewart. I like Molinar. I'm interested to see the two Smiths, like I said just a moment ago. But nothing's proven here. You know, Stewart has never been the guy. Not since high school, anyway. Uh, you know, Molinar looked good at times. Showed some flashes. But that, that's all you can say about him. A do is what a do is at this point. So I mean, honestly, if this team gets in the NIT, I'd be pretty. I think they'd be pretty pleased. Yeah, I think if I think really be considered a success, maybe you if, know, if, this team, if this team could finish the regular season like, and I'm making the assumption that it's full season, like 17 and 13 or something like that, and you know, I don't know. Something. You lose your top four scores. All all were averaging double figures. You lose. The AP SEC co-player of the year yeah. with Perry. You, you lose Woodard, who's probably going to be an NBA draft guy. You lose Tyson Carter, who is probably going to go overseas and be a superstar. No doubt. Uh, 
you lose Nick Weatherspoon, who at, at times could be a, a productive player for you. You lose all that production, and then you, you at least get to the NIT. I, I'd chalk that up as a success. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think I think this team, this this is you know, it, it sucks because like I said, I don't think if you go back to the year Ben Hallen was hired, you were thinking okay, six years from now this team is probably going to be competing for SEC championships on a regular yeah. basis. That's not the case. Hasn't been the case. But I do feel like he. he I give him credit for the way he rebuilt the roster because it looked like for a minute there they were going to be in real trouble. Yeah. He went out and found some guys. And who knows, if those guys can be better than advertised, you know, if Cam Matthews and Keandre uh, Humphreys and, and uh, Derek Fountain are, are a little bit better than, than, than you think they might be today, then maybe you got something there. Yeah. But. It's a dangerous game to play, though, when you're relying upon guys to be better than advertised. Like, cause yeah, you're right about that, yeah. I say that to say, would it just totally surprise you if this team wasn't that good? No, no. This team <laughs> only it won 12, 13 yeah. games. I wouldn't be completely yeah, surprised. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. And that said, I, it wouldn't totally shock me if uh, DJ Stewart took another stride forward, Molinar took another stride forward, and, and like you said, they're, they're in the NIT. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, yeah. Anything more than that, you know, if this team's a tournament team, that'd surprise me. Uh this team struggling to win a game kind of thing, that would surprise me. I think they're better than that. <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, yeah it is it is a situation where I could see this thing kind of going south, and I could see them in the NIT too. So I agree. The women's team, on the other hand, should be fantastic. I mean, there's a there, – there's a what you hope is that it's not her best team, but there's a very good chance this could be Nikki McRae's best team. It's because it's loaded. Uh, you, I mean, you, you bring back so much talent. You bring back Rakia Jackson. You bring back Jessica Carter, Maya Taylor, uh, Ale- Aliyah Matharu, uh, Jayla Mingo-Young, uh, Jamiah Mingo-Young, I'm sorry. Uh, and then you add Madison Hayes, five-star player, to that to that mix. Sydney Cooks is going to be eligible this year. This team's loaded. Loaded. They should compete with South Carolina, not only for a SEC championship, but a national championship. Yeah. You this, want? Everybody, this is historic right here. This is the first conversation we've had about women's basketball that Joel covers women's basketball now. <laughs> you know, it was, I guess it was fitting that uh, as Nikki flew in on the airplane, and of course at that point I was still the start for daily and I didn't really cover women's basketball. I just I found it interesting, and I live right close to the airport, so I just kind of took over that day just because it was fun kind of deal. But And she gets here, and lo and behold, I go to Sports Illustrated, and now I will be covering the women. So, yeah. Um, you kind of wonder if not, if they don't have a non-conference portion of the schedule, how that'll impact things. I mean, they're going to be good either way. It's not going to make them not good. But I think with a new head coach, as big of a personality and as as much of a shadow as Vic Schaefer kind of cast over that program, you'd probably like to have a few non-conference games just yeah. to. Okay, just well, so to we're, we're making the, the assumption that everything's going to be normal by that um, point. So if you have that. And, and iron out any kinks that, that may be there. And even if you don't have that, you hit the nail on the head. Man, they're going to be good. they got too much talent to not be really, yeah, really good. They're, they're going to win was a 30-game regular season. They're going to win between 25 and 27 of those games. Maybe more. Yeah. You know, if Rakia Jackson takes a step forward from what she was a season ago, she had a better freshman year than Victoria Vivians did. So what if she's what, you know, 
she played like Vivian's did as a junior, I thought, as a freshman. What if she plays like Vivian's as a senior, as a sophomore? Then she might be the best player in the country. So, I mean, you enter the season again, as you have a couple of different times, two or three different times over the last few years, mm-hmm. with a legitimate chance to win the national championship. Yeah, no, there's, no, there's no question about that. And I think from if you to answer our first question there, I think that what you've seen from the recruiting of, of Nikki McCray and staff, the program's not going anywhere. You know, they're still recruiting good players, great players. So, yeah, I, this is the state's best chance to win a national title is going to be women's basketball. Baseball, do, do you like two one games? One, one, one nothing kind of games? <laughs> you may have you, a lot of them. This, this team can pitch. Yep. There's no question in my mind this is going to be one of the best pitching staffs in the country. But, man, do they need some, uh, they need to, to find some more bats. You know, Tanner Allen coming back is big. Rowdy Jordan, that's good. Who 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 are the other bats? Does Cameron James sort of build off of what the look? You know, we didn't see much, but what we saw, we, he looked pretty good. Uh, when when we you know, is Kellum Clark going to come in and be a, a true freshman who can you can do things immediately for Mississippi State? Does Brandon Pimentel, you know, is is he just that Oregon State home run, or are we going to get something out of him? You know, long term, uh, Logan Tanner, you know, a lot of young bats. Yeah, sort of sort of what we're talking about with baseball. The, or with bat, men's basketball, the difference is there is the experience. It's in the pitching staff where they just are absolutely loaded. They they really are. And what you just wonder, the quote that keeps coming back to me is when I talk to Lamonis, um, I don't know, maybe this was in one of the, the Zooms back in March or April or so, but it, or maybe, maybe it was in a conversation since. But he said at some point, I look at this roster and I think, man, we're going to be really good. And then I remember, oh yeah, everybody else is keep, yeah. keeping their guys, and they're going to be really good too. Yeah. And, oh, SEC I mean, baseball next year is going to be incredible, <laughs> incredible watch. So it's not like Mississippi State is alone in having probably a surplus of talent in the upcoming year. Uh, you're right. I mean, the, the the humongous question mark is no longer the bullpen. I feel like every year we go into a baseball season asking, year, "What right. about the pen? What about the pen?" That's the least uh, of your worries no, going no. into this season. I think they've got plenty of arms to have a darn good starting staff. If one of those guys falters, there's a bunch more knocking at the door in that yeah. pen to, to fill it. The pitching staff up and down is, is fine. I forget where he was, but Lamona said last week that if Brandon Smith had been healthy, he thinks he would have been the third weekend starter. So, I mean, you've got four guys there. And that, I mean, that's just that we know of. Somebody else could step up and become a, a, a weekend kind of guy. But – McLeod looked like an All-American last year. Bednar showed you quite a bit. I thought he was very, very impressive. You know Sarantola has the stuff, and now he's got another year to just sort of fine-tune everything and hone his craft, and, and he could become for, – for, for a ceiling, he's got the highest of anybody, yeah, in my I, opinion. There, there are so many guys man, yeah. that we could just reel off their names that yeah. could end up – I mean, just – Yeah, I think you got an elite, possibly an elite closer in Landon Sims. And you got a ton of guys who can go long relief, who can who can give you week, midweek starts. Oh no! I mean, don't forget you get Spencer Price, Spencer and you Price. got Riley Self, and you got yeah. uh, Carlisle Kessler, and Carlisle Kessler, Doctor Kessler. He he should have at least one PhD by now. Man, it's just it's going to be a loaded group, and you're right. It all comes down to offensively. I mean, what you need is, I mean, assuming he steps in, he's a starting second baseman. You need transfer Scotty DeBrule to come yeah. in and be the hitting machine that he's yeah. apparently been throughout his 300. career. Just, That's all he needs just wakes up out of bed and can hit, apparently. You need him going. Uh, you need Pimentel to 
show why they were so high on him coming into last season. We never saw him at any point get hot. He was, in fact, other than that, like I said, Oregon State home run was pretty much ice cold all, all year oh, when yeah. we saw him. Yeah. Um, Tanner Allen, back healthy. You feel like he's going to do a good job. You need Rowdy Jordan to maybe not be as streaky as he can sometimes yeah. be. Consistency. Um, and maybe some strides forward, like I said, out of Logan Tanner. And of course, Hancock was a little bit banged up yeah. last year. Maybe he comes back fully healthy. Because when it comes to just plate discipline and things, his A-B since he's been at Mississippi State, I, I just feel like at the plate, he sees the ball about as good as anyone on that team. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and could be a really good offensive piece. So I'm excited to watch that team next year. I think they'll be in the uh, – it's tough to say who's in the mix to, to do what because everybody is so good. The only team I, th- you know, when I look at the elite teams that are going to to take a step back from last year, Georgia is really the only one. Maybe A and M losing Asa Lacy, Georgia losing Hancock and Wilcox. Those are tough guys to replace. Florida should be unbelievable next year. Vandy is still Vandy. LSU is still LSU. Ole Miss is going to be really good. They were off to a hot start and they brought everybody back. You know, would they have settled back down a little bit? At some point, they would have. They were so young last year. But now those guys have another. You know, they have the experience. But State's going to be right there in the mix. You know, they're going to be a top 15 to 20 team, and they'll be, you know, probably in the in the battle all year to host, and they'll see if they can get it. And if their pitching is what we think it can be, they could very easily be hosting another Super Regional uh, at Diddy Noble Field. So what, I guess we'll, we'll end on a good note then. This should be a pretty good athletic year for Mississippi State. Football season is going to be sort of weird, and I think the team, it's going to really be tough to watch this team go 6-4 and four and know that they would have gone 8-4. and four. They would have won all of their non-conference games. Yeah. Um, but then basketball, we'll see what happens. I think women's basketball is going to be really, really good. I think baseball is going to be really good. Should be a fun athletic. And, and you know, I, we didn't really hit on the other sports, but softball, Thunder and Lightning are back there. Uh, and oh, you know, they were off to one of the they were off to best a great start in school history. I, I think I think Samantha Ricketts has got that program going. By the way, as we're as we're recording, happy birthday to our good friend Tyler Bratton. Hey, he's, it's his birthday. Arm today. farm. It was, it was his bar- birthday on on Monday. Uh, but that program is going to be really good. You know, he called me out. I don't know if you remember. Uh, when the flag was settled, I yeah. said I look forward to being at the hump, and nobody's like, and News Park too. You know that 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 place was built to host postseason events. I think this they could have a chance to do that uh, this year. I'm really excited to see Thunder and Lightning. You know, one more time. We got we still haven't got. A, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, that's like one positive of all this. We never got them on the podcast. Now we have another chance. Yeah, we're gonna make. We will make that happen. That is a guarantee. <laughs> In 2021, they will be on this podcast. I, I guarantee it. So, all right, guys. Uh, tomorrow's the rumblings. Just hit us with, up for whatever. We'll be happy to answer it. Uh, later on this week, we're going to talk to a couple folks uh, about Alabama and Texas A&M. Those are our opponent and SEC previews. We'll set those interviews up. And then we're going to get a deep dive. Come hell or high water, we're going to do it uh, this week. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.